You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of the podcast ministry of Alexander Baptist Church, Pastor Brian Ray, Doctrine and Duty. Well, we have finished up a long stint, uh, a long series of doctrine uh, and duty study from the Abstract of Principles. And I know it was only supposed to be 20 sessions, but we made it into 22 or so. And so uh, as the timing of this hits, uh, it should hit right around the end of August or so, beginning of September, I wanted to do something a little different. I'm uh, blessed to be in a church that provides the pastors after they've been in ministry for a while and as that coincides with being at the the same church for a while i'm blessed to be able to have uh some time away for what is called a sabbatical now uh it's it's very interesting when you actually look at the etymology of the word uh it's it's related to a sabbath uh a time of rest so it's really interesting uh, when you look at the Gospels, and um, I, I know just particularly uh, Luke 5 and Luke 6 both, there is a reference to where we see Jesus going alone to pray, getting uh, away, going to a solitary place, a deserted place, a lonely place, depending on your translation. Um, there was a there's a longtime fabulous preacher, evangelist named Vance Havner, and he used to always say, um, if you don't take time, as a pastor, if you don't take time to come apart, if you don't take time and come apart, you will come apart. And, um, you know, I just want to take this time to really share with not just my church, but the church at large, the church universal, those who are saved, the redeemed, who are living at the present time and who uh, subscribe to this podcast ministry. Uh, just just to share a little bit about pastoral ministry and, and why is there a need for a sabbatical. So uh, within pastoral ministry, there are a lot of expectations. Uh, there are expectations from Scripture, um, expectations from the Lord, expectation from your family, expectations from your church, expectations from the unchurched, expectations from the lost. There are expectations placed upon you just by nature of the fact that you are a pastor. Um, I was recently in a public place, and, and someone said, oh, you're a pastor. And I could tell already they already had in their mind what a pastor should should be, uh, what a pastor should say, even probably what a pastor should look like and how he should dress. Uh, I made a, a visit recently with one of our shut-ins at the church and uh, at, a, at a nursing home type facility, and she said, "Hey, this is my pastor. This is the pastor. This is pastor of Alexander Baptist Church. This is the senior pastor." And I thought, "Oh boy, yeah." So she's got some expectations, and then the people that she's talking to are probably going to have some expectations. And of course, the mo the most important thing you know that we can think about are the expectations the Lord places upon pastors, and certainly those are are heavy uh, but glorious as well. Uh, but I don't think people understand really the the expectations that they put on a pastor. Um, many times are unrealistic. Uh, in other words, if even though they knew, know the pastor is not Jesus, even though they know the pastor is human, is going to make mistakes, um, many times people don't let him live it down when he does make a mistake, or they call attention to it, or uh, they have a corrective tone or a rebuking type of tone, or they they fail to uh, speak to the pastor with, in, with encouraging words instead of always finding what's wrong, 
um, and, and they should be encouraging for what is right. And so there are a lot of uh, false expectations placed upon the pastor. And of course, when that happens, uh, whoever has those false expectations are setting him up to fail. If he doesn't do what they say he should do or think that he should do or say or act or dress or, or whatever, um, it can it can really set him up to fail in their eyes. And, and of course, as a result of that, sometimes people can gather into groups and cliques and there can be gossip and slander and all sorts of things. And, and it really is, uh, a lot of times, the, way, the reason churches split, it's the reason people run off and leave the church. It's the reason pastors quit and leave the church. It's uh, prematurely, it's the reason why, honestly, it's the reason pastors burn out. It's the reason pastors uh, quit the ministry altogether. Uh, not not the demands placed upon him by the Lord Jesus, not the expectations and qualifications placed upon him by the Scripture, um, but, but many times it's it's the people that he is giving his life for, the people that he is uh, that he has maybe moved, uh, taken his family, uprooted them to serve. It's the people that that should be there for him as he is there for them. It's the people who should love him unconditionally and treat him as as their own family, because we are family in the Lord Jesus, and we're connected by the redemptive blood of Christ. And so um, all of those things, I say, can weigh heavy on a pastor. And over time, it, it, it gets heavier and heavier, and the burden gets heavier and heavier. And and uh, as I stated earlier, many, many pastors quit. They just give up. They give in. They throw in the towel. They're like, you know what? I'm done with this. I, I can't handle this. I can't handle the stress. I can't handle the pressure. I can't handle all these expectations. I can't handle never measuring up. Uh, you can, I can't handle people ignoring me. Uh, I can't handle people unfriending me. I can't handle people being, uh, mean to me or my family. I can't handle the, uh, the, the weight that this, the burden that this places on my family and how it affects them negatively. I, I'm just done. So thinking about all of that might give you a, a fresh perspective and that's just people. Uh, we don't, I'm not even going to share the pressure that Satan puts up on a pastor because if, if Satan can mess the pastor up, a lot of people could be messed up uh, in in return, and so not even considering that. So, so because of all those things, uh, there's a need for a sabbatical, uh, for a Sabbath rest, other than what a pastor normally does. So, so what is a sabbatical? Um, great question. Glad you asked. And, and the best way I know to do that is to look it up online. And so, according to the Oxford Dictionary, it says it's a period of paid leave granted to a university teacher or other worker for study or travel. Traditionally, one year for every seven years' work. Um, of course, uh, I'm not uh, a university teacher. Well, I mean, I sort of am, but that's not my main job. Uh, but uh, it says other worker for study or travel, traditionally. Uh, so that's one definition. Uh, another one is uh, a leave or a break or a change from a normal routine of employment. Uh, any extended period of leave from one's customary work, especially for rest or to acquire new skills, etc. Um, it's a time of refreshment, uh, according to uh, our personnel policy and procedure manual, a time to be refreshed, to be renewed. Uh, it'll benefit both the pastor and the church. Uh, but it's a time to come away and a time to, to come apart from all that you do on a regular basis so that you don't come apart, so that you don't fall apart, so that you don't unravel so that you're there for your family, so that you're there for the church, so that you're there to honor the Lord in pastoral ministry. So uh, getting back to where I started, uh, I'm blessed to be at a church who sees the need for this, a church that sees the need for the pastor to be refreshed and rested and um, not burn out, not crash and burn, not fall and fail, not uh, fall away. And so um, you know, I really thought the older I got in the ministry, the easier the ministry would be. But in the, in the culture in which we live, 
um, and, and the anti-God, the anti-Bible, the anti-Christ culture, e- even though we're in the church and should be shielded from that, still the world creeps into the church and into the hearts and lives of, of all humans. And, and so it, it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult day in which to pastor. And I feel the heaviness and the weight and the burden of being a pastor. And, and some days it, it feels, it literally feels unbearable. And yet by the grace of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, as pastors, we're able to continue. We're able to keep on. Um, but one of the things that, that really serves as, a, as an impetus, um, as, as an encouragement, as a prodding to just keep going, is this time that, that you know is coming to just totally uh, let everything melt away. Just uh, let everything uh, be done. I, I know for me personally, uh, with my upcoming uh, sabbatical of three weeks, um, I've I've been able to work ahead. I've been able to get sermons done ahead of time, so that so that I don't have any sermon preparation to do while I'm away. Um, I've I've been able to take care of a lot of issues and things and set up to where um, pastors are going to preach in my absence, and the church is going to have uh, all these things set up to where. Uh, I'll be missed, I kind of hope, <laughs> but in, in another sense, I won't be missed. Things will continue on and continue on, and so I look forward to that season of refreshment, and I look forward to being able to report to the church. As a matter of fact, in October, once I return um, from the three-week sabbatical, I'll be able to spend a Sunday night to report on the sabbatical and uh, the benefits of it and, and what I did. So uh, pray for me. Pray for pastors. And pray that uh, pastors and churches who have sabbaticals, that the pastor will be refreshed and the church will be encouraged during that time. And also they'll come to say, hey, we miss this guy. We appreciate this guy uh, for churches who have sabbaticals. And then for the churches who do do not, that they will develop a sabbatical policy. And if you are a church uh, or a pastor needing help to help get that established, uh, obviously, please contact me. I would love to be able to help in that department. So a little bit different um, uh, doctrine and duty, but Wow. As the teacher of doctrine in our church, the primary teacher of doctrine in our church, uh, my duty is is to, at some point in time, rest from my labors. And I'm looking forward to this time of sabbatical rest. And so having said that, another thing that I am doing ahead of time and will not do while I'm away is the podcast ministry. So um, this will hit probably around the first week of September, and and then we'll be back uh in the the beginning first week or two of October, so I'll I'll miss uh, the opportunity that you'll have to hear. Hopefully, you'll miss the opportunity to hear Doctrine and Duty, um, but uh, it'll hit back uh, about the middle of October, and and you'll be refreshed again. Listen, I love you and I appreciate you, and um, I, I just I'm thankful for God's call. I'm thankful to be a pastor, but um, ministry is I think one of the most difficult things you can do. Um, as, as we deal with each other, as, as, as we deal with humanity, broken and frail. And so let's pray for one another. Let's love one another the way we should. And uh, let's appreciate pastors. Okay? All right. Love you. Take care. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.